the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Is it too early for Indian summer? Would you call this Indian Farewell summer? Farewell right? I mean, summer. summer just ended last week, so... Wait, did you want me to sing the song, or are you probably what, thinking I... What song is that? It's Indian summer. I don't know it. I don't know it. You don't know Ella Fitzgerald Indian summer? No. I'm sorry, I don't. Well, I'm sad for you because you'd be happier as a person if you didn't. I thought know I knew. I thought I knew. Yeah, you. You'd have her catalog in your yeah, mind. I maybe, oh, it's... maybe just the way you were singing it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, clearly, I'm... I mean, you're right. I'm not even going to argue because you're okay. right. I mean, it's Kathy Emmons versus. No one Ella has ever. Show. There's not a single person who's ever compared me to. Ella. Okay. Well. And it's never going to happen. Okay. Either. All right. I'm just saying. I, I... Is it Indian summer? It's nice out, isn't it? It's super nice. Fabulous. Indian summer is usually later and hotter. Okay. It's like an 80-degree day in October or right. something. Right. Okay. All right. So, yeah. anyway. It's, it's still beautiful, though. Oh, it's fabulous. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Really, fabulous. really beautiful. You good today? I feel good, John. All right, good. I asking. see you wearing some accoutrements uh, there. Yeah. Huh? I, I a sweatshirt well, thing. I, wait. Wait. I, that, that's a really interesting look. I, huh? I haven't noticed the sleeves. The yeah. sweatshirt with some little uh, poofy sleeve thing. Yeah, it's like got a little, like, it's it's got some. What is um, that? It's, some, like a, it's got some glitz to it. It's, it's like not a, glitz. It's got a ruffle to it. Is it kind of like like a uh, see, workout, but no, yeah. night out? Exactly. It's workout tra- night out. Transitional, as oh. they call it. I'm going to do some push-ups, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go see the opera. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I don't think I could wear this to the opera. No. Well, you're wearing jewels. Uh-huh. Some kind of, yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, for those of Shells. you who are, you know, we're, we're on radio. Of course, we're on YouTube as well. Yeah, the Ride Home streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. The Word. If you want to see my silly shirt. Very nice. Which I like a lot. And I'm wearing boots again. It's it's definitely fall. Oh, it is mm-hmm. definitely fall. The I bought a pair of boots today. Yeah, you did. I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with my uh with my vitality points. <laughs> Which is a crack up. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, we do we do digress. Mm-hmm. As we always do, Kath, get us underway here with the uh, new stories of the day. Yes. Please give us the top four at four. For Wednesday, John mm-hmm. Christy, all ye September 29th. Number one. It's been nearly a full month since the U.S. military presence in Afghanistan ended, and President Biden declared our longest war over. But, of course, the recriminations over the chaotic and, in many ways, absurd withdrawal are still very much ongoing. And they reached a fever pitch yesterday and this morning as three senior Pentagon officials, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Mark Milley, and CENTCOM Commander General Kenneth Frank McKenzie testified before Congress for the first time since the withdrawal. According to this morning's dispatch, as the Senate Armed Services Committee hearing wore on, the extent to which the president's withdrawal plans ignored the advice of his top generals became staggeringly clear. Mm. 
Throughout the hearing, each of the three officials declined on procedural grounds to disclose precise details of their conversations with and recommendations to the president, but they were remarkably candid in sharing their own opinions. An exchange between McKenzie and GOP Senator James Inafay made clear that a similar recommendation from General Scott Miller, commander of U.S. forces in Afghanistan until mid-July, did reach the president directly. So the president can't say, well, I didn't really hear about that. The candid comments from Biden's top military advisors directly contradicted comments the president made to ABC News in a mid-August interview with George Stephanopoulos. All right. So when we mess up here and we get called into management's office and you know there's a faux pas, yeah. I'll say, I can't discuss this due to procedural grounds. Yeah, I don't think management's going to take that okay. very well. I can't discuss it. Yeah. Procedural grounds. So you know who the management is of, of the president? Who's that? All of us. Hey. Number two. The International Olympic Committee today offered a first glimpse of the COVID-19 protocols that will be in place at the upcoming 2022 Winter Games in Beijing, which are in January, like they're coming up, including lengthy quarantines for unvaccinated participants, daily COVID testing, and the absence of international spectators. Boo. Oh, really? The countermeasures, which were proposed by local Beijing organizers and detailed in the news release, mirror those at the recent Summer Games in some respects and appear more strict in others. According to USA Today, among the most notable differences, unlike in Tokyo, where athletes mostly competed behind closed doors, Beijing organizers have indicated that some Chinese fans will be permitted to attend the Games as long as they follow protocols. Foreign spectators, though, including athletes, family members and friends, will once again not be able to go. Which stinks. COVID does. Number three. All employees working for Allegheny County's executive branch must be vaccinated by December 1st, County Executive Rich Fitzgerald said today. According to the TRIB, uh, Mr. Fitzgerald said, quote, as we continue to see cases of COVID in our county and different populations being affected, it is even more important that our workforce be protected. Leaders in areas outside the executive branch will have the leeway to decide whether their employees will be subject to the new policy. That includes the courts, county council, and other elected officers like the controller's office, the district attorney's office, the sheriff's office, and the treasurer. And number four, you know I had to talk about it, Kodiak. The National Aviary in the north side is asking the public to help find him, the stellar sea eagle that escaped from his outdoor enclosure on Saturday. According to the TRIB, the aviary has been closed since Saturday as groups of staff and volunteers fan out across the north side to try to find and capture the large raptor that is almost twice the size of a bald eagle. In the last several days, the aviary has received numerous tips. Okay, so Cody's around. The stellar's fish eagle, he's hard to miss as it is the largest bird by far anywhere around here. I can tell you that for sure because he stands close to three feet tall and his wingspan is almost six feet. Wow. Also, there's his massive yellow beak, hard to miss that, as well as the large white patches on his shoulders and white tail. I don't think you're going to mistake him for, like, a robin hanging out in your backyard. Uh, Cody is not expected to be soaring high in the sky like bald eagles and turkey vultures, but is likely to take short flights from tree to tree or tree to perch. Why is that? Because that's what he does. He doesn't have to explain himself to you. He's probably just, you know, not in shape. If someone sees Cody, they should not approach him or make loud noises because it would startle him and cause him to fly away. But keep in mind, oh, by the way, that's your top four at four. Okay, very nice. I want to give you some more details, though. All right. Cody is alert. They say cautious and can be startled. He's 16 years old, and though he's lived his entire life in captivity, he is capable of catching his food, particularly rodents, which are part of his diet Mm -hmm. at the aviary. Okay. If you were, you know, the over-under, do you think they're going to catch him? Yes. I say no. 
I say yes. I say I say they are not. going to catch. Nope. Yep. He has flown. Cody is coming home. Nope. Cody is coming home. Christy, be flown the tiebreaker. He's gone. He's gone. No. Oh, yeah, thank you. Out. You guys. Thank you, Christy. You ha- who who wants to go back to that enclosure? You don't know. He must. He might have liked it a lot. He's tasted some freedom. He is like sky high right now. He's feeling good. No, he's going from perch to perch. He doesn't Only because he's probably, because he's been in this little tight enclosure. He doesn't have any wing strength, so he has to sort of hop around from place to place. But once he gets his muscles back, boom. I was concerned about winter. Yeah. But I looked that up. Cold weather should not impact him as uh, Stellar's sea eagles are from Russia. Yeah. I don't think much will impact him. No. He's also, according to the aviary, in excellent condition and has no health concerns. Mm -hmm. So he's 16. What's his life expectancy? Any I don't know. You know what? That was. I don't know I that. That's I mean, a good question, though. Could he be forty? Could he live the? I mean, that'd be hard. Hard to. Maybe though. I don't know. Birds don't live that long. Well, he's not. I know he's a bird, but he's not your usual bird. He's sixteen, though. I mean, I don't know. What do we know? I didn't know he lived his entire life in captivity. That's I thought. Sad. I thought the earliest portion of his life he was in the wild, and then he was in captivity. Yeah. So he was born as a little chick in a little. Now, why is it he's been cared for? It's, it's sad. Not... I just think it's sad. I'm 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 pro Cody. Go. No. Boom. Cody, you don't know. Again, do I need to bring up Shawshank again? <laughs> do I? Brooks was here. You guys. Brooks. <laughs> Did we learn nothing? No. I don't think maybe it's Cody. It's not was... as all I'm saying is it's not as easy as you think. So if you're following the Shawshank, then you have to go to where the stone wall is. <laughs> Right, go to the stone wall, and there you'll find the unusual stone. Pull it away, and there's the key to Cody's. I'm existence. not saying it's an exact match. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I mean, it's a poor analogy. <laughs> it is a poor analogy. Okay, I see. agree. It is a poor analogy. Right. I'm just saying it's Cody's been used to a certain thing, mm-hmm. and he's going to go out into the world and not know what to do. That's right. Just like Brooks. Brooks was here. Be really sad. And then he wasn't. Don't break my heart again, Cody. Come back. Josh Brown's up next. We're going to talk I'm going to ask about Josh if he's seen Cody. First Corinthians 4. Maybe, maybe Cody's in Oakland. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Michael Youssef. The best friend is the one who knows how to comfort you when you need comfort, how to bring you under conviction when you sin, how to pray for you when you can't pray for yourself. Because of this reason, Jesus said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of every believer. Make plans to join us this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adams Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. At Grove City College, dare I say things are back to normal? I mean, that's probably not accurate because nothing is back to normal. But just over the weekend, I was talking to some students who were on campus at Grove City and they were saying, wow, like this fall has been fun for them because there were all of these activities that have been happening that they weren't able to do last year because of COVID. Right. And like this weekend was the first football game. So the whole student body was there for a whiteout. There are all sorts of activity fairs and stuff going on with different arts groups and fraternities, sorority, whatever it is. People are 
living like the fun things about college. Now, the terrific thing about Grove City is last year when COVID was at its peak, there were still classes going on and there were still in-person classes going on. So the relationships that students were able to have with professors, I mean, it was different because of masking and all of that, but it still happened. And that's really wonderful thing. Um, but a lot of the social things didn't happen. And that is kind of coming around again this year in spite of the continuing threat from COVID. And I really think that's because of the commitment of the leaders and the administration at the campus wanting to do the very best they can for the kids that are there. If you've got a kid, you're interested in a university setting that is of high integrity, look at Grove City College, gcc.edu. Pastor, reserve your free tickets now for the 15th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Senior and associate pastors and their spouses are invited to experience this day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. Your free tickets are available now at wordfm.com pastors. Leaders are in a tough position. All leaders. Right now. All leaders. And whether you are an elected official, we talked about Rich Fitzgerald announcing regulations for a um, portion of Allegheny County le- leadership. Um, and of course, people freak out. Uh, pastors who lead churches are in an untenable position because people in their congregation disagree strongly about many things. Um, especially things going on in culture right now. And so they, you know, want their pastor to be on their side. But it's not just pastors or elected leaders. I think it's anybody. It's somebody who runs a corporation. It's somebody who is an office manager or someone who owns a Wendy's or who takes care of managing a Starbucks or whatever it is. If you're making any type of regulation or saying anything that you feel like is the right thing to say or do, you're going to get blowback. No doubt about that. That's what it is. Well, Josh Brown is with us. Josh Brown is a leader. He's a pastor at Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood of Pittsburgh. And Josh, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, John. Kathy, thanks for having me once again. Always good, Josh. Yes, yeah, so I'm not lying, am I, Josh? It's a hard time for leaders. <laughs> it, it, it's an interesting season for sure. Uh, and I think, as you said, it, it's not confined to really just any one sphere of life. I think people are feeling that on all kinds of fronts. And uh, certainly when even limited to leaders, although anybody that's in a position of leadership is perhaps feeling it in in some ways that they hadn't before. So I think we've got some maybe um, spiritual formation issues. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like a lot of leaders um, are particularly able to hear from their you know, congregants or constituents. Yep. But I also think we've got a lot of congregants or constituents that don't know how to express themselves well or kindly or with a spirit of generosity. Um, so tell us what the scriptures have, like, where do we go when we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we live? You know, how, in, in light of what, you know, Jesus has called us to do in light of these really tense times, what do we say and do? Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Kathy. And it's it's certainly not a one-way dynamic. Uh, I think the the inability to communicate well and graciously, and listen well and listen graciously, uh, I think is a certainly a it's a two-way street. It's going it's going in every direction here. So uh, first, I just want yeah, I wouldn't want to give any indication that I feel like well, it's a problem at 
is out there and I'm immune from it on any way. It's, it's a challenge that everybody is facing. And I think that one of the things we can do, uh, a couple of the maybe um, trouble spots we can get ourselves into are the, it, it, and this is usually the case, it's the opposite extremes, right? One is that you don't care at all what anybody thinks. You just kind of do your thing, say whatever you want to say, give no regard whatsoever to kind of the scorched earth you may leave in your wake. Uh, that's not helpful. That's not good. Uh, the other one is to think that it, you know you're, you're, it's only about the kind of immediate impression that you make, and you kind of have a very tunnel vision of things. It's only it's only the person in front of me that's the only thing that matters. And I don't mean to disregard to to kind of downplay the relationship with the person in front of you, but there's a passage in one of the letters that Paul wrote to the Christians in Corinth where I think he's addressing some of these dynamics and he's trying to bring a bigger picture into view when he's saying, look, it's ultimately about the account that you're going to have to give to the Lord. Um, You have been called to be a steward of the things that he has given you. And so you need to steward them well because you're going to be given an account to him. So that I think pushes back against both of those tendencies of thinking that it doesn't matter at all how you handle stuff or thinking that the most important thing is how the person engaging with you on social media responds. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, it does. It does. So when you're thinking about, um, well, let's talk about what, what Paul prescribes or the situation that he describes. Um, can you set it up for us? Sure, yeah. The passage that I had in mind when I mentioned that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. And in that passage, Paul writes this. He, he says, this is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time comes, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. In a nutshell, what Paul is saying at that particular point is he's saying, look, ultimately, you need to regard me as a servant of Jesus Christ, and I am a steward. And here, we hear stewardship, and I think most of us, many of us, automatically think finances, right? Stewardship is a campaign that your church runs once a year to get you to up your giving or something like that. Um, but to be a steward is really just to... In, Take care of something that's been entrusted to you. And that's what it is. You're caring for something that has been entrusted to you. And here Paul is talking about being entrusted with the gospel. So he says, I'm a steward of the gospel. I'm here to proclaim the good news of Jesus. I need to be faithful with that. And he says, ultimately, how you judge me in that is, is, not, is not the most important thing. He said, in fact, it's how I judge myself in that is even not the most important thing. He said, it's, it's the Lord's opinion that matters the most. And so if the Lord is to say that I have been faithful in stewarding this gospel message that he has given me, that is the most important thing Paul is saying. Because in the end, everything else is going to come to light. He says everything, all the things that are hidden, all the stuff that's going on in everybody's heart, that's all going to come to light in the end. So I'm not worrying about that. The most important thing is if I'm faithful with this message that God has given me. Right. Now, okay, so Josh, when, when I hear you say that, right, people can use that that verse as a weapon in some way, right? I mean, the Lord told me this, so clearly I'm right. Sure, yeah, they definitely can. As with as with any part of Scripture, context is always important, right? 
uh, like John, I think what maybe you're getting at is in verse three, where Paul in verse three, Paul says basically, look, it doesn't matter to me what you. It doesn't matter if you judge me. That, that's not my opinion. And if you just isolate that, yeah, that people can take that as a license then to just um, be incredibly rude or you know say, hey, if I, you know, for example, if I were to say, hey, John, I don't really care what you think of me. It doesn't really matter. Your your opinion doesn't matter, so I'm just going to treat you or speak to you. However, that is entirely not <laughs> what Paul is getting at in there. Uh, this whole beginning part of the letter, the whole first part is him saying, look, here's what the gospel is. And I know you guys have been questioning if I've been faithful in it. And I know that maybe I haven't been this uh, kind of, you look, especially chapter two, it's kind of Paul saying, look, I'm not the celebrity pastor that you want me to be, but that's not the point. I've been given this message. And so I need to be faithful with the message. So yeah, if you only look at a little part of verse three there, you could take that, like you said, as a, you could weaponize it and just say, well, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm going to do and say what I want. That's not what he's getting at there. Josh Brown is with us, Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland section of Pittsburgh. Um, Josh, there's one segment of this passage that just every, every time I read it or hear it, it just it kind of gives me chills. Um, he will bring mm-hmm. to light which is hidden in the darkness and will expose the motives of men's hearts. I mean, none, yeah. of, none of us can hide anything, anything. So when right. we think about, you know, how eager we all are for clicks or likes online or for, you know, applause from men and women or whatever it is, when it comes down to it, we're not going to be able to pull something over on God or give him our, you know, best photo or make our best impression. He knows. No, yeah, you're you're exactly right, and that is a very very sobering verse uh, for exactly the reason you you pointed out there. He's God's going to see right through everything and bring to where and it says we'll disclose the purposes of the heart. Yeah, that's that's where I think it just wow. cuts the deepest. It's not it's not just what actions did you do yeah. that other people saw and did they think they looked impressive, but what what even motivated you to do that action? Like you said, were you doing it just so other people would pat you on the back and tell you how great you are? Because that is not the right reason to be doing this. And God all that stuff to light. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a heavy verse. It sure is. I mean, it's interesting because at one point, you know, you people could weaponize it. At another point, you you go, you better be humble because God knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, th- this whole section of the letter, all, all the first part of it is um, there. There's a lot that's in there that is really worth spending some time with. As I said, I mean, Paul, Paul starts off the letter and just, he's writing to a church. I think, I think most people who are familiar with the letter of 1 Corinthians know that it's a church that's going through some difficulty. There's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of group dynamics. There's a lot of different things, difficult things going on. And when he starts off, he says, look, he said, I, I didn't come to you with all this eloquence and wisdom, and I didn't come with this impressive display of rhetorical skill or anything. This is chapter two. He says, I came in weakness and fear and much trembling, and I decided to know nothing among you but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Um, he said, because your, your faith needs to rest in the, the power of the Spirit and not in anybody else. So it's a fascinating discussion that's going on here, and, and, and this point is where he gets, he's getting up to that point of saying, look, even what, even everything that I'm doing and how you guys are judging me, it, that, it even goes deeper than that. God's going God's gonna to bring to light all of these things, and in the end, it's about, have I been faithful with the good news of Jesus? Amen. Wow. Josh Brown with us from Belfield Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Josh, tell us what's happening at Belfield and what what's it like on Pitt's campus? 
Yeah, we are. Uh, we're located right in the middle of the University of Pittsburgh, right adjacent to Carnegie Mellon and Carlo and a couple others. So um, universities are, are back uh, trying to figure things out. Uh, everyone's been a little bit different in their guidelines and things like that, but it's been good to try to find ways still to connect with students, um, you know, providing a place where they can study scriptures and be in fellowship and have opportunities to pray and serve is really important. So we're, we're trying to offer those in the best ways that we can to not just the university community, but to uh, the larger community down there. So, um, yeah, we have a couple different options for worshiping on Sundays in the morning or in the evening or online. People can find that stuff out on our website, which is bellfield.org, as well as a host of other ways that we're trying to just love and serve our community. Very nice. Josh, always a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Okay. Josh Brown, Belfield Presbyterian Church. Talking about 1 Corinthians 4, 4 1 First through 5, 5 yep. but then back for the context. Right. We'll take a quick break, come back. Dollar Tree's in the news. We'll talk about that next. Remember the kids' game Telephone? The teacher would whisper in the first kid's ear, I have a purple giraffe named Lucy. And then each kid would whisper that to the next kid to see if the message could make it to the end. At the end, little Johnny would, of course, yell out, My paper airplane is storming your Barbie castle. It's Ryan. And the point I'm trying to make is sometimes middlemen can create problems. At United Faith Mortgage, an important thing about us is that we have a direct lender advantage. We are an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get your loan done faster. And because we lend with our company's money, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. I'm number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. COVID vaccine alone will not fully protect you from the coronavirus. You also need to be vigilant. It is critical to take a reliable temperature reading with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's the only thermometer whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Vaccines may not be enough, and thermometer accuracy matters. Learn more at exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you to new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey, and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Looking for a holiday job or seasonal work? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find your local office and let them help you find a job. No fees for job seekers. ExpressPros.com. 
101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 47. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and comfortable. Tomorrow's high, 70. Tomorrow night, clear skies. The chilliest night of the season so far. We'll dip down to a low of 45. Friday, plenty of sunshine once again. We'll reach a high of 71. For Saturday, a blend of sun and clouds. Beautiful start to the weekend. We'll see a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You ever shop at the dollar store? Sure. The one in Westview. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Down by the Giant Eagle in Westview Plaza. Oh, I never used to, but then our friend Megan said. Mm-hmm. Buy your cl- cleaning products there. Yeah, which makes perfect sense. I think sense. I was there for that conversation. Yeah, I think you were. Mm-hmm. Well, news today is that um, the Dollar Tree is not going to be the Dollar Tree. I mean, they were going to raise their prices. Dollar Tree said it would start selling products at a buck and a quarter or a buck fifty, or other prices slightly well, above now a dollar. Well, that's just awkward. Well, I mean, look, everything's look, been inflation. Math has been easy at the dollar store. Yeah. Why do we? Why do we need to make it hard? Because prices. So what? Are, it's the buck twenty nine store. Well, maybe the buck two eighty store, or the buck fifty. Well, right? fifty cent. No, I don't want to. Buck fifty cent. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. I. I they're going to change it. So. Uh, the Dollar Tree stores have said they are experimenting with selling items for $3 and $5. They've been doing this in select stores since 2019. Uh, they got 7,900 stores nationwide. The addition of more above a dollar items is a response, of course, to rising costs right. and, and positive consumer feedback. Hey, positive, raise the prices. Well, what positive I don't consumer know. feedback? Could... Well, but probably because it allows them to sell a wider berth of, of okay. product. Right. Okay, but if you want to buy things that are more than a dollar, you can go to a, all the other stores. The oh. reason that the dollar store is called the dollar store is all the other stores yep. charge you more than a dollar. All stores with Dollar Tree Plus sections will get products at the above dollar price points, as well as some legacy stores. While Dollar Tree is in an unusual position because of its pricing model, it is navigating a nearly universal problem for businesses around the world. I'm reading from today's Wall Street Journal. Okay. What are you going to do? Okay, what is your favorite thing that you buy at the dollar store? Gum. Oh, really? Yeah. Christy. Uh, You don't go to the dollar store? Not really. Mm, Well, see, you're missing out. You're on a budget. I am, but you get there. Yeah, I mean, she's broke. That's what she told us. Yeah, so she, she could should be living at the dollar store. But I don't. What do you get at the dollar? Like I've been to Dollar General. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Same thing. But the yeah. Dollar Tree, Dollar General, they're all the same. Big they're, not lots. All the, they're not all the same, but they're dollar stores. Is Big Lots a dollar store? No, no it's not. It's different. No, John. No, I guess it's not. No, absolutely not. No, I'm telling you, dollar store means everything in the buck. store is a dollar. Yeah. And then you pay tax if you have to, but it's a dollar. Seriously, if I'm doing a gum run, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay, really? I'll buy like you know ten things of gum at a time. Oh, I feel really good about myself. You know, my favorite thing: hmm. gift bags oh. and and uh, tissue paper. No, what about that? I don't like that. You don't like what? When you get a gift, it's in a bag and a little like blob of toilet paper over it. It feels like you're cheating. It does. A, uh, it's not toilet paper. Well, it's second of all, someone it is. put. Time into no, coming up with no, a coordinating bag and paper. I mean, I really put it like in a blue giant eagle bag. It's kind of the same thing. You're just trying to put a little bow around and go, oh, here. Here you go. 
if you wrap it nicely with a bow and like nice wrapping paper, that makes it special. You a don't want to see my make... wrapping. Uh oh. That's why it goes in the bag. Mm. Exactly. Okay. You know. You know Maybe what? You just practice and get better. You know what he's at all my free time. <laughs> what he's intimating, Christy, is that it's tawdry. It is tawdry. Wait, I, I thought about that word last night uh-huh. a lot, and I did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the word. Yeah. But it does come with a lot of baggage. Right, like moral baggage. Tawdry. Mm-hmm. I guess it does have moral baggage, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. But, That's okay. When I pulled out my TV tray last night, I felt good about oh, it. Oh, you did. I did. I was like, you know what? John thinks I'm tawdry, and I'm all right. But it stuck in your craw, didn't it? I liked it. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm strong enough to take it down. <laughs> all right. I not... can't wait till you come over to my house and I just bring you one. <laughs> like, John's going to sit down and I'm just going to deliver him. I don't know. Tray. I think I just like you know, use my hand. Just no. Just hold it in my hand. No, because having a, having a portable table next to you, you can just reach over, get your beverage, take a sip, put it back. It's all it's kind of shaky, isn't it? It's a little small. It seems just kind of meh it's its purpose is that it is small mm-hmm. that's why you have it yeah the, so it fits into the a tray spot table is kind of like the gift bag it's sort of on the same par close but no cigar is what i would say uh-huh. that's all uh, what i say mm-hmm. tawdry yeah look exactly. it up please the two look things up the two things i advocate it means cheap i looked it up uh-huh very good see does it mean cheap it seems like it means like morally less than also have any of that? 101.5 WORD. Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will receive a year's worth of meats from Good Ranchers. Hundred dollar value and a $1,000 Williams Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Enter today at wordfm.com slash contests. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm almost at $10,000 in four years. I've never traveled anywhere. They made this sound that it, this would be a really good deal that I could go anywhere anytime I wanted to that never worked out I'm Chuck McDowell CEO of Wesley Financial Group I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares I know all the tricks because I'm embarrassed to say I once worked in the timeshare industry we've saved suffering timeshare owners millions in debt and maintenance fees when you're approved as a client I guarantee you a 100% success rate we'll get you out of your timeshare eliminate your payments and get them off of your back permanently I honestly would recommend that you call Wesley Financial. They will help you. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free information kit. If they can't get you out of your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Call 800-939-2525. 800-939-2525. That's 800-939-2525. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials For the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. 
That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Angie's List is now Angie, and getting your to-do list done just got easier. Between back to school and with the holidays around the corner, it can feel like there's no time to tackle home projects. Whether you need help with emergency repairs or major upgrades, Angie matches you with top local pros who can get the job done right. Browse reviews, see upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Save time for what matters most. Book your next project at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ann Kennedy's back with us. Ann's a regular on our show. She is the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn-Out People, and blogs every day at PreventingGrace.com. She lives in upstate New York, where she mothers six children, lives with her husband, an Anglican priest. Anne, welcome back. How are you? It's great to be here. I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys? Wonderful. We're fine. We're, We're good. good. Yeah, I mean, John's good. throwing around some adjectives about some of my opinions over the last couple of days, Anne. Wait, oh, Anne. We'll we, flesh those out. We'll digress. We talked about TV trays, and the other day I said they were tawdry. Oh, and, that's uh, really, that's that escalates it quickly. Doesn't it? And, <laughs> and then I told him after he said they were tawdry that every single meal I ate growing up with my parents I ate on a TV tray. Boy, and I, then I, that was a long shadow I cast. Uh-huh. Sorry. Oh, man. Sorry. Yeah. Bring that up. I mean, I like the occasional TV tray. So. Yeah. The occasional? Yeah. I mean, we all dip into the tawdry occasionally, don't we, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just say here and there. Yeah, yeah, of there. course, there it is. <laughs> All right. All it's right. An occasion for sin. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> Okay, so speaking of uh of dipping in maybe in areas that we shouldn't. Yeah. Uh your governor, you live in in upstate New York and your governor uh just spoke at a church this past Sunday. Uh when did you first hear about it? Well, I heard about it because I'm on Twitter and uh woke preacher clips put it right up and uh then it was picked up by major new uh, news outlets, okay. and um, I'm followed by Woke Preacher Clips, incidentally, who's very famous. So I just want to throw that out there. Oh, too. of course, excellent. <laughs> That's not tawdry at all. Um, okay, no. so let's take a pause here and let's hear the clip um, of the governor and what she said this past Sunday. God let you survive this pandemic because He wants you to do great things someday. He lets you live through this when so many other people did not, and that is also your responsibility. But how do we keep more people alive? We are not through this pandemic. I wished we were, but I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say, thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated. All of you, yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones, but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say we owe this to each other. All right, well, that's just a little taste of it, Anne. Um, so you, you're a constituent there. It's a lot to unpack. In New York, and that is a lot to unpack. Um, where do you want to go first? Well, uh, yeah, it is. It, it's one of those things where in 30 seconds, there's so many things, it's really hard to 
pick one, uh, which I don't even think I can do right now. But um, so first of all, New York State is pretty divided as, as the entire country is about what people think about um, COVID and the vaccine and everything else. And so in our church, we've, we've, we've threaded a very, very careful and narrow way between people who have very different Christian convictions on this issue. And we have not allowed anyone to come in and say anything like our governor just said, yeah. uh, who we do pray for every Sunday, by the way. Um, and we're grateful to have a new governor, <laughs> I should say. Um, but uh, so we don't, in our theology, really try to let people speak for God. We let the scriptures speak for God. And so we would never say to we incidentally also lost a lot of people in the time of COVID, not necessarily to COVID, but to nursing home deaths. And we would never say why God let some people die and some people live because God hasn't told us that. Um, so we we beg for His mercy and the people that He took to Himself were really we you know we pray for them or we we're grateful that they lived good Christian lives and the people that have survived, we're grateful for that too, but we don't know why he chose to make those very epic decisions. Um, That's one thing. And then the second thing is, I mean, of course, um, I think gratitude is really, really a good thing. So we should say thank you to God, but the other side of that is not because we're the good ones, because we got vaccinated. That's not why we thank God. We thank God for his mercy, which it could be the vaccine, and many people feel that it's the vaccine, but other people feel like they're they're having a hard time being thankful for the vaccine because it's being pushed now with religious fervor, which makes people very, very uncomfortable. Um, so I, you know, you can't, it, it's, it's so unhelpful to force other people's convictions that they don't have by using the scriptures in a way that they're not meant to be used. Um and then use the name of God, uh, Christians are rightfully uh, ca- um, criticized, maligned when they do that. And many of them do. Um, but it's so it's it's also unhelpful when politicians do it. And of course, many politicians do. So, uh, yeah, so Angela, to thread that needle, I mean, you know, very, very carefully. I mean, I, I appreciate what, that you said that, that, you know, the church that, you know, your husband is the Anglican priest. That's a very difficult position to be in. And then to see a politician, a brand new governor in the state of New York, after uh, the uh, old governor had to step down, um, for her to uh, attend a service and speak from the pulpit like that, I, I think that was, uh, at, the, at the least, gutsy and, at the worst, just... Um, misconstrued i mean really just a um, poor theology on her part she it's interesting because she does speak pretty fluidly about god so she must i i don't know anything about her background at all um but she talks about jesus and she talks about god in a way that you know other politicians it seems very awkward yes. so i maybe she does attend a church i don't know i don't know how familiar she is with the scriptures she invokes the love of jesus as a reason for us to go out and compel people that we love to get the vaccine, um, which is also something that the New Testament, that that's not what Jesus means by loving your neighbor. What he means by loving your neighbor is being willing to die 
for the good of another person as he died for us. Um, so that probably doesn't include a COVID policy, you know, going out and, and lecturing other people about whether or not they should be vaccinated. I haven't been willing to include that as my part of my Christian witness. I've been willing to pray for people as they've had COVID. I've been willing to mask. I myself have gotten vaccinated, but um, the the love of Jesus is about um, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is that he came and lived and died um, to save us from our sins. And we are all sinners, whether or not you get COVID or not, you're still a sinner. Um, and your Christian status shouldn't be based on, on your vaccination status. Um, it's so unhelpful to join two things together that yeah. are meant to yeah. be kept asunder. Yeah, well, that, that's the problem with politics and faith when they intersect. I'm not saying that they shouldn't intersect because they have to intersect. Our, you know, our faith has to impact everything about what we do. But boy, things get dicey when you mix politics in with it. Um, it has to be done, but it has to be done so carefully. And I think that's the problem, my problem with what the governor of New York said on right. Sunday is just that I feel like it was done lightly. And um, I, as you're saying, I feel like the things that she's saying, I, I think you could make an argument for the fact that being vaccinated is part of how we love our neighbor. But I think that has to be done very cautiously and i think it might start with the question can we link them as opposed to we are linking them um and of course that requires a careful reading of scripture and it requires a knowledge of of the whole story beginning to end and not just a little verse here and there and certainly we didn't even talk about this yet her saying i need apostles is not kosher and that's probably mixing metaphors, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. that's just, that's just not, that's not okay. oh, That's awesome. No, I don't want to be the apostle of the governor of New York no. for any reason uh, on anything. And also I'm, well, I'm in the kind of church that thinks that we don't, that this is why incidentally my church thinks we don't have apostles anymore because anyone can come along and say, well, I'm one of them. Yep. And then you have to battle it out and say, well, I don't think you are. And then they say, well, yes, I am. So I, we just, we have a really wonderful scripture. Just the whole, the whole council that God wanted us to have is there in written form and you can literally crack it open and like, read it and then God can help you discern what to do in the very difficult things that are in front of you and how to love your neighbor and what to do when you're ill and uh, who to vote for. Even all of that can be informed by the scripture, but you, the, the private, I mean, you do want to, you do want to be open and a, a, a Christian who evangelizes and talks openly to people about matters of faith. Of course, um, but where the scripture doesn't say something, obviously you should not be an apostle of, of that thing. You should you should tread very cautiously. And I know, uh, you know, on the right, this is the, the propensity of the right and the left to say, well, God wants you to do this. We all like to do that, uh, but that's not that's not a good invitation. You really should you should invite people to know the Lord and to be forgiven for you for for sins. And um, you should be willing to die for the sake of others and and then let uh, his own apostles who were there a long time ago and then went to be with him. Yes, I'll that. <laughs> and so you made reference, you know, your husband's a pastor in an Anglican church. Of course, uh, uh, 
you're along for the ride as well, whether you signed up for it or not. Um, and the difficult times that we are in, I mean, you can't make this up. This is such a weird, unusual time. How the, how do you navigate this? I mean, uh, Matt must have a million and one stories, and the two of you, along with your, you know, uh, the elders in the church and all, all the congregation, like every other church in the United States. I mean, just trying to navigate through this, it's got to be extremely difficult just day to day when really what you want to do is gather together and worship. It it, it has been the toughest part of our ministry. We've been at it for, for 20 years now. So uh, we're maybe in the middle of our ministry, I hope, unless we die tomorrow, which is totally possible. But uh, one thing that I have seen, and I and I welcome people to uh, give witness to the work of God in the world, um, even even the governor, and that's that God has been very active through COVID, but you don't know what it is that he's doing unless you know individual people and can see his action in their lives. Mm-hmm. You aren't, you're not seeing the action of God on the television screen or through politicians or or who's doing, um, even through science, you know, science is thrown around like a great, wielded like a cudgel. Um, the action of God, if you're looking for it, you can see it in people's individual lives as God sustains them through impossible circumstances and encourages them when they are so downcast. He, he raises up the, the lowly. He strengthened the church to care for people who are on the very edge of, of, of being able to cope. Um, and our church has, has done well during COVID, and he has strengthened us through suffering and loss. And but only we can see that because we're we're with each other and we're trusting him. The wide world can't see it, and we can't. Um, we shouldn't lightly use that witness, the work that he's doing, um, to score off of people who disagree with us. That's not a good way for us to um, have a Christian witness in COVID. That's really good. Well said. You're absolutely right. And uh, terrific to talk to you as always. We love engaging with you on Twitter and on, I don't know, what all the other places we talk to you. But you're just funny as all get out. Yeah. You really are. We laugh. So go well, off and go off and gather your own apostles. Okay. Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll give it my best shot. Mm-hmm. It may be your children. That's a joke. That is a joke, yeah, people. That's that. a joke. No, no one email me. That's just that's just a joke. Anne is wry. She's very wry. And I'm tawdry. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anne Kennedy, preventinggrace.com. That's where you'll find her every day. She's a wonderful writer. Research shows that people remember radio ads with a booming voice that emphasizes all the main points. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. That part is super important. Here's one with a booming voice. I'm emphasizing everything. Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. Like a page with every word highlighted. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. This is John Hall for Bible League International. 
International. Jaime is an itinerant pastor in Ecuador. He'll travel days by foot, boat, and mule. He's been beaten by warlocks, robbed of everything he's had, and suffered broken bones after falling 100 feet in the Andre Mountains. What awaits him at the end of each trip? A thriving congregation of hundreds of believers in an area where Christianity is fiercely opposed. When I share Jaime's story, I recall Isaiah 6, 8, Whom shall I send? Who will go? I believe this man is admirably answering that call and enduring much as a pastor. And like others in the world where Bibles are desperately needed, Jaime is humbly asking us to send Bibles. Join Word FM and Bible League in sending God's Word to 5,000 believers in Latin America and around the world for only $5 or 20 for 100 In a limited time, Matts will double your gift. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or click the World Needs the Word banner at wordfm.com. Whoever comes our way and is able to give us a Bible, it will be a great blessing. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Now, they always say there's no such thing as a free lunch. But there is. Yeah. October 19th. Double Tree by Hilton Green Tree. It's our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, and it's free. A senior pastor, associate pastor, and your spouses are invited. It's easy, and it's free. All you got to do is go to wordfm.com. You'll see the Pastor Appreciation Luncheon banner at the top of the page. Jack Graham, who is the lead pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church in Texas, he'll be the keynote speaker. There'll be live music as well. A good time will be had by all. If you're concerned about COVID-19, well, so are we. And so there's going to be social distancing and we're going to be, you know, responsible as we can. Um, we're going to have more space in the room than we normally do. Mm-hmm. And CDC we, want, guidelines. Yeah, we want to follow CDC guidelines and make sure everybody's safe and has a great time. Right. I mean, that's possible, right? To have to be safe and have a great time? Yeah, to be social Listen, distance and have a good time. Right? I'm telling you, I've had a lot of great times over the last year and a half. Have and, you? Well. <laughs> have you really? I mean, no, really. Because COVID ruins everything. <laughs> no, listen, this is cool. I look forward to this every year. Yeah, um, I do too. It's always fun, always interesting, mm-hmm. always good to see old friends and meet new friends as well. Remember the year Tony Evans was the uh, main speaker? Oh, I remember it well because I thought his head was going to explode. I thought it was too. Listen, I, I, if Tony hears this, I hope he laughs. We wasn't, he wasn't laughing, laughing then. No, he certainly wasn't. Tony Evans is one of my all-time favorite pastors. But was, his son. I was so excited to meet him. But Tony's son uh, played for the Cowboys. And is the ch- wasn't he the chaplain? Uh, he might have been the chaplain at one point. Yeah. Anyway, when Tony came, I 
got up on stage with him. John was on one side of him. I was on the other. And we just decked him out with Steeler stuff. I mean, I put Steeler sunglasses on him. I had a Palomalu jersey. Terrible towel. He had a terrible towel. Waving I mean, every, it around. And I really thought he would take it. Like, he'd laugh. And no. Would, no. Nope. I mean, sports was a real... It was not funny to Tony. No. Everybody else had a good time. I, we, 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 it wasn't malicious. No, we just, I thought you know, it would be funny. Goofing. Anyway, pals, October 19th, go to wordfm.com and sign up. It's free. Pastors, associate pastors, and the spouses. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A couple of moderate Democratic senators continue to hold up passage of President Biden's economic agenda. Congressional Republicans are squarely against the president's plan to spend $3.5 trillion to expand government health care, education, and other programs. But it's Democratic Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Arizona's Kirsten Cinema who say the price tag is too high. They are publicly quiet about a number they can live with, and they've been talking to the White House about trimming the size of the bill. Greg Clugston, Washington. In two days of testimony on Capitol Hill, America's top generals have repeatedly contradicted statements from President Biden that al-Qaeda was no longer in Afghanistan and that he was never encouraged to leave some troops in Kabul. Stocks modestly higher, the Dow up 258 points, the Nasdaq 60 points higher. This is SRN News. When it comes to our business, I've got a couple of pet peeves. One is how difficult it is to keep the paper towel dispensers full in our bathrooms. Impossible. My second pet peeve is the number of solicitors we get asking us to advertise. TV, billboards, social media, newspaper, little papers, big mailers, mini mailers. A forever nightmare. It's Ryan. And a bunch of years back, our Faith and Family Mortgage Team made a decision to only advertise on Christian radio. Our faith is a big deal to us, and so we figured it was a good place to start, and we haven't changed since. And here's the point. We're all in here on Word FM. We chose this station for a reason. We love this station. And if you choose to call, I think you'll find a team on the other end that wants to serve you specifically. Now, if I can just figure out the paper towel thing. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawoski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? 
Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to Salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the Careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 47. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and comfortable. Tomorrow's high, 70. Tomorrow night, clear skies. The chilliest night of the season so far. We'll dip down to a low of 45. Friday, plenty of sunshine once again. We'll reach a high of 71. For Saturday, a blend of sun and clouds. Beautiful start to the weekend. We'll see a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. At this time last week, we were uh, talking about food for the poor and uh, the earthquake in Haiti and we talking about... And if we haven't thanked you all enough for all being incredibly generous, we want to say it again. We do. Thank you yeah, for really. being so incredibly generous. But what's interesting is, you know, one of the things we're talking about, whether it's food for the poor or, you know, any of the... The ministries that we say come and you know share this platform is that we're so invested in them because we've seen the work that's being done we and especially food for the poor because they've been on the ground in haiti for decades we've said this repeatedly over the last couple of weeks well it's interesting i thought about that today because i saw a piece um, in the washington post and uh, an instagram star which is problematic from the get-go a guy by the name of tommy marcus He's an Instagram star who posts as Quentin Quarantino. Okay. He asked his 690,000 followers to help fund evacuation flights for Afghan civilians fleeing the Taliban rule. Now, that's a very good thing, right? It's a great thing. The donations poured in. His target was $550,000, an amount that he said would pay for two flights and rescue at least 300 people. Well, that, that goal was hit. Listen to this, in 80 minutes. Now, over the course of him asking for this, $7.2 million <gasps> came into this Instagram star's account. And he said, quote, we want to be clear that every single nickel of everything raised will go to either pay for flights or support these humans through various nonprofits. He wrote on this uh, something called Fly Away GoFundMe page. Well, here's the deal. No Afghans have been evacuated on flights by Flyaway, the Washington Post said. The examination found that Flyaway spent $3.3 million on flights that were canceled for which it has not received refunds. Oh, my gosh. In some cases, Flyaway has helped pay for flights organized by other groups or lent money to make flights possible. In others, Flyaway says it has helped Afghans reach airports 
And though this Instagram star, Instagram star says that Flyaway has helped evacuate hundreds of people, organizers acknowledged to the Washington Post that most of them departed on flights paid for by moi, us, U.S. taxpayers' money. Wow. Okay, so that is a cautionary tale. It is. Because, and, and because here's a guy who I, I don't know anything about him. I've never heard his name, and I don't follow him on Instagram. Right. But – I want to be generous and say that he had good intentions. Yes. And everybody who heard about what was happening in, with the U.S. pullout in Afghanistan wanted Breaks to your heart. do something. You want to do something. And so that's why he got such a response, because so many people want yep. to be a part of a solution. The problem is when we give our money to somebody who's not already on the ground, we're giving money to people who don't know what they're doing. I'm into this. Listen to this. A woman by the name of Lori Styron. Executive Director of the American Institute of Phil- Phil- Philanthropy. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. So I'm here. Described crowdfunding campaigns as the Wild West of charity fundraising. Because, like you said, it's amateurs doing professionals' work. The heart may be in the right place, but yeah. that money flows in so quickly. And then who knows what happens right. to it. Not to say, again, that there's anything that's untoward or illegal about what's happened right. here, but you've given money and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. No, because the person who is receiving the money doesn't know what they're doing. Yep. It's not that they have bad intentions. They're just ill-equipped. Yep, exactly. So anyway, you'll see this a lot. I mean, I don't know. You want to help people, right? GoFundMe campaigns, mm-hmm. of course. Right. But man, oh man, uh, where does that money go to? How is it spent? That's a whole other story. Well, you remember years ago when the previous earthquake happened in Haiti and the American Red Cross went. Yeah. And you remember they set up ship, you know, off the coast and... Then they sat there. They sat there. And then, I don't know how, what, three months later, four months later, there was a cholera outbreak, right? And it wasn't that they intended that there would be a cholera outbreak. It's just that they were new to the environment. They were new to the situation and they had to start from ground up. Yeah. And they just weren't equipped. And then they didn't really know the technicalities of what they were doing. And a lot of people got sick. You know, so if you're giving money, give it to the pros. I'm, yeah. I mean that. I'm, you know, obviously investigate whatever organization that you want to give money to. Go on Charity Navigator, Charity see Navigator. what they have to say. We talk about that all yeah, the time, we, too. We do. Like, and the more open an organization can be, the better off you are. Right. Um, but for sure, you know, Seven and a half million dollars is an incredible stash. And the problem is nobody knows how to get people out of Afghanistan. That's the problem. Right. Right. Short of you paying the Taliban, which would work. Yeah. But who wants I, to I do don't that? know. I don't know what you're you going to do. do I don't know right. how. I, I'm not sure anyone knows how to do it. No. Hey, let me just break in and say, speaking of Afghanistan, yeah. we had a um, a great event a week ago at Christchurch at Grove Farm with Joe Sweeney, who um, has been on our show numerous times, and he has worked for the U.S. State Department in a contractor capacity, lived in Afghanistan for the better portion of the last three or four years. Um, thank you to everybody who came out for that. Cool event. We had, we had a great time, met so many terrific listeners um, at that event. We were able to spend some what I thought was significant time in prayer. Um, it was educational. I think there was some good give and take between people. And it just highlighted in my head, John, you were on vacation and missed it. Um, but it highlighted in my head just the, comp- the complicated nature of what's happening in that country. Yeah. I mean, um, and you hear Joe, it from Joe himself. Right, Joe and his people 
are efforting um, to get their uh, coworkers out of the country. All those guys who and but those it's families. but they're pros. Yeah. Right. So, you know. If you're going to give uh, money, I would suggest the Aservo Project, A-S-S-E-R-V-O, if you're interested in relief efforts out of Afghanistan, because Operation Afghan Freedom is an arm of the Aservo Project, and they're trying to do that now. Isn't that funny that, you know, the news cycle and how we all sort of get sucked into it, you know, if you're following along, right? I mean, that evacuation from Afghanistan was only a couple of weeks ago. It feels like it was five years ago. Because, right, it's just we have to focus – our entire attention, and then we have to forget about it. That's right. what happens in the news. And then get sucked up into something yes. else, or become outraged by something else. Right. Or, and I, mean, I don't know how it's to. Exhausting. I don't know how to handle that well. Sometimes I think I get mad at the news media, and then I think maybe it's me. It is you. I'm not. I mean, it's me too. <laughs> it's you. Well, he's coming down. It's <laughs> you and that tawdry behavior <laughs> once again. No, no. Here's the deal. It's all of us because we. If, if you're clicking along, heaven help us. Uh, one of the early memories of, of, of my life is looking at my grandfather, who, you know, in my mind as a young boy, was ancient, mm-hmm. of him sitting in his easy chair and in front of his face was Time Magazine. Remember Time Magazine? Yeah. At one point it was one of the, you know, the Weekly. pillars yeah. of my, news information my dad got in this it. country. Yeah. Time Magazine. Yeah. Now that came once a week. The move, the news moved a heck of a lot slower For sure. forty or fifty years ago. Now, I mean, click, 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 click. You know, we're. Look- I, I look at the news at noon, and at 6 o'clock, I'm looking for new news, right. which is a weird sickness. And if you asked me today, hey, Kath, what, what were the top four at four today? I, w- I would have to take a few seconds and say, right. And you sure just invested deeply in yeah, it. Yeah, and it took me hours to do. So it's just, weird. yeah, and, and our, our attention spans are just drifting away, yes, right? They're is. just shriveling up and dying it is. in a tawdry way. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, we're going to take a step away. When we come back, though, we take a step back. Dr. Kurt Thompson uh, is a psychiatrist in private practice. He joins us on a monthly basis. We're going to talk about desire. That's next Thursday. No, it's not Thursday. It's Wednesday. Right home. Sorry. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Now, you may think that's a very high bar, perhaps too high for you, but as John MacArthur will show you, any Christian can support God's work with joy and peace even when money is tight. Find out why this week as John continues his series, God's Plan for Giving on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us. Offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com.
Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that'll provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month. A million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science, too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Tune in to Word FM this Thursday from 2.30 to 3 to hear our newest program. Kingdom Business, brought to you by the Ministry of CLC, Christ-led Communities of Pittsburgh. Each week, host Mike Hatch highlights local Pittsburgh business leaders and entrepreneurs who are making a redemptive impact in the marketplace for the sake of God's kingdom. Tune in to Kingdom Business tomorrow and every Thursday from 2.30 to 3 and find inspiration to be an ambassador for Christ through enterprise here on 101.5 FM WORD. Doctor is in. Every month, Dr. Kurt Thompson joins us. Kurt is a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. His brand new book, which drops next Tuesday, is called The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. Dr. Thompson, welcome to the show. How are you? John and Kathy, it's so great to be back with you this month. Great. Well, we're excited about the book coming out. And so maybe we kind of get into it a little bit today, Kurt, and maybe you talk about the word. Why are you, what, what's the foundation of your interest in this desire and what does that mean for the body of Christ? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, first of all, you know, it's, we, we are, we are people who in, in the last book that I wrote, you know, we, we, when we talk an awful lot about shame, we discover that. Uh, you know, one of the things that the brain really has a tendency to do is that it is primed and wired to pay attention to and look for trouble in the world. Uh, we look for trouble. We look for where we, we, we respond to shame. We respond to danger. We're trying to pay attention to where that is as a way for us to cope with it and as a way for us to kind of avoid it at times. And so a lot of our work is spent analyzing, scanning the landscape, not just physically, but relationally, emotionally, often in ways that we don't really recognize. But what we don't, rec- you know, and, and, and even, even those of us who are people of faith, when we think about what it means for us to be human, when you think about the gospel, you know, some of the first things that we think about that is valuable about the gospel, why is the gospel important to us, is because God has come in Jesus to save us from our sin, all of which is true. And it's easy for us to begin when we think about the experience that we have with God to think that that whole process begins, that it primarily starts with God's mission to save us, God's mission to clean things up that are problematic. And, of course, that's not untrue. But what we often forget is that that's not where the story began. The story of what it means to be human doesn't begin in Genesis 3 with the story of Adam and Eve and what we traditionally call the fall. The story begins in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, 
where who we are to begin with are people who have been made in God's image. We're made to be like God. And often as people, you know, one of the first things that we think about when we think about what does it mean to be like God, we think of that as we are sentient beings, right? We are thinking people. We reason things. We have consciousness. We are paying attention to things in ways that other animals don't pay attention to. We think and talk and build bridges and buildings and academies and all kinds of things that other animals. So this is what it means for us to be people in God's image, all of which is true. But even before that, we have to recognize that when God created humankind in Genesis chapter 126, there's a statement that the text reads and says, let us make mankind in our image. This sense of if that text had followed the way all the other texts before it would have read, you'd expect us to get to Genesis 1:26, and the text would read, and God said, let there be mankind, and there was mankind. Just like, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. But God didn't just say, and let there be mankind, and there was mankind. God said, let us make mankind. He's going to have a conversation about this. He's going to consider this. He's going to, God is going to reflect among, we would say the Holy Trinity is reflecting among themselves about what we're going to do. And in that reflection, they look down through the corridors of history and they see Good Friday coming. But they see Easter coming beyond it and they say, we're going to do this anyway. They see Cain murdering Abel and they say, we're going to do this anyway. They see our cancer coming. They're going to do this anyway because this is a God who so desires us to be in relationship with him, who longs for us to long for him, that he doesn't want us to miss out on this life, even if that means he's going to take the risk that we make mistakes, that we screw up, that we are people who are broken. This God is a God of desire. We like to say God is the great desirer, and as such, We recognize that if we're going to be made in his image, one of the first things we recognize is that we are people who are also made with desire. We come out of the womb wanting things. Babies are wanting things left and right. Toddlers are wanting things left and right, and they let you know it unabashedly. This whole notion that we are people of desire is important because what we recognize is that it is our desire that evil hijacks and turns us in directions that lead to shame and fear and violence and so forth. And then what can happen is because of that, we then think that desire itself is suspect. And so we don't pay that much attention to it or we try to bury it or we try to hide it or we try to make sure that we keep it under wraps all the while not really aware that what God is trying to do is to awaken us to desire for him, desire to be known, and desire, as we will talk about later in other episodes on this show, this desire for us to create beauty and goodness in the world. So, Kurt, you're saying desire is good, but it's often misplaced. Exactly. In fact, it's this whole notion of you know, jujitsu, if you will, right? This sense that desire is like momentum. Desire is like a moving object. And what evil has done in its wounding of us with our shame and our fear and our betrayal and our, and our 
murder and our lust and all the things that we are as human beings, what it has done is it has bent the direction of our momentum such that desire now turns into devouring. And I need to clutch and hoard, and my desire turns into something that is dangerous for others and dangerous for me, but not because desire is inherently problematic. And the moment that I think that what I'm going to do is just stop paying attention to desire, evil has us even further in its clutches because the moment that we bury it and it goes underground and I stop paying attention to it, it starts to come out sideways. It starts to come out in all kinds of ways. We think that when we do the things that we do, we have affairs, we become intoxicated, we do all the things that seem so not like we are should are to be being as Christians. We think that this is about us like bad behavior. This is about our longing for things. But because we don't name what we long for, we simply believe that all we need to do is stop our bad behavior. If we're not paying attention to longing, if I'm not paying attention to the fact that fundamentally what I'm looking for is to be seen, soothed, safe, and secure, my desire will go underground and come out in some other way that in the long run is going to have me paying an even steeper price. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us, psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He's the author of the upcoming book, The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. Kurt, you said just a couple seconds ago that if we don't name what our desire is, and that's curious to me. So are you saying that we aren't able to identify what our desires are? Or we're, we're incapable or that we are afraid of them and so we don't talk about them? Let me give you a quick example. So let's say, and I've used this example elsewhere, perhaps even on our time together here. You are a 10-year-old girl, and you're uh, really, like, you're working hard at math, and you love math. And you bring your math test to your dad. And you've gotten a 92% on your math test, and it's the best you've ever done, and you're really proud of this. And you bring your math test to your dad with your 92%, and your dad says to you, Kathy, where's the other 8%? Now, that may not have been your experience, and this isn't child abuse, but we know where this goes. You're a 10-year-old kid who comes with joy and anticipation, this longing, this desire to be seen by your dad. Mm -hmm. And this desire now becomes literally neurologically tainted with experience of shame. And so what am I going to remember? I'm going to remember that to want connection with my dad I'm going to remember that that's going to, that's going to cause me, I'm going to have to pay the price of being, of being ashamed. And so, what, so by the time I'm 18, I will have practiced working really, really hard to find the other 8%, and I will be sure that I will not ask to be recognized for it. I won't name that I really want to see it. I'm just going to work hard for this. And all I'm going to do is work harder and harder and harder, and before you know it, I don't just translate that with my dad. I translate that into my relationship with God because I'm not really given the opportunity to name that what I really want is the joyful connection about being able to present to you something I've done really well. And so after a while, this 18-year-old is now in graduate school. This 18-year-old is a mother of three kids, and she's working her tail off just trying to get through the day. And someone says, what do you want? And she has been practicing now perhaps for 20 years, practicing not allowing herself to want things, Mm -hmm. 
because to want things leads to shame. And this is how our brain literally splices story and memory together in such a way that I won't name what I really want. Or, for instance, when we have an affair, and I think that what I want is this relationship with this person who's not my spouse. Only we come to discover that what I really want is lying far behind that. But because I haven't had much practice with anybody inquiring of me, what is it that you really want? What's underneath all of that? Because I don't have much practice with anybody inquiring of me about that, I take what is easiest to acquire that is sitting right in front of me instead of being really curious about what God is asking me to name. What do you want? We will see later on as we talk about this over the next few months, why is it that the first recorded, Je- first recorded words of Jesus in John's gospel are these words to John the Baptist's disciples? What do you want? It is, in, it is crucially important for us to name what we want, because when we are willing to do the work of getting under all the superficial answers to that, we discover that our heart cry is to be seen and known by God in order for us to together, along with his people, create beauty and goodness in the world in response to Jesus coming and loving us. But I don't get to answer that question because that question is not put to me. And instead, I have all my addictions to get in front of it. I have all of my obsessions to get in front of it. I have all of my things to get in front of it that end up, more importantly, having you in my office. Boy, Kurt. That's really good. That's really fascinating. It really, really is. Uh, you've opened up a lot of doors yeah, here. I can't wait. I can't wait for the book. Yeah, thanks an awful lot. I mean, uh, so next Tuesday, uh, The Soul of Desire Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. Next Tuesday, the book releases, yes? Yes, it does. Right. You can get it uh, through Amazon. You can get it through InterVarsity Press, their uh, websites. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm eager for the book to get out, eager for people to get it in their hands. Yes, we are eager as well and to read it and then to have these conversations deeper as you open up uh, some things that, uh, truly I never even considered. So thank you for that, Kurt. The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. Thanks, Dr. Kurt Thompson. Yes, Dr. Kurt Thompson, psychiatrist in private practice, Falls Church, Virginia. We'll take a quick break, step away. We've got more ahead. Does this make sense? Does this make sense? That's next here on The Ride Home. Stick around. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 1030 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com slash pastors. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of my pillow wants to give back to our listeners you can get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listeners specials get deep discounts on my pillow mattress toppers towels and so much more for example mike is offering a buy one get one free offer on giza sheets all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800 800- 
391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. It's hard to imagine the human trafficking industry is as big as it is. It's harder to imagine that Pittsburgh is one of the top 10 cities in which it's happening. But we can change that because Refuge for Women is now here. As the nation's largest nonprofit faith-based organization of its kind, they provide up to two years of safe housing and 24-hour specialized care at no charge to the women they serve. An expensive undertaking, but worth the effort. Learn how you can help at refugeforwomen.org slash Pittsburgh. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh, my. I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 47. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and comfortable. Tomorrow's high, 70. Tomorrow night, clear skies. The chilliest night of the season so far will dip down to a low of 45. Friday, plenty of sunshine once again. We'll reach a high of 71. For Saturday, a blend of sun and clouds. Beautiful start to the weekend. We'll see a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does that make sense? Does what make sense? The driver's test. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Have you seen drivers out there? I mean, we should be required to take it every year. The driver's test, to me, makes perfect sense. Know the rules of the road, please, and then follow them. It's horrible out there on the road. You don't think it makes sense? Nope. What? Nope, I don't. What, everybody just gets in a car? Nope, that's not it at all. This is what I'm saying. What sense does it make to put someone who's 17 years old and have them drive around a parking lot? If you're going to have somebody know how to drive, you need to have them on the parkway merging, merging, merging on like Roslyn Farms or merging from Monroeville. People don't know how to merge. Or from... What's that exit right beyond Monroeville going east? When you get on that, I mean, it's crazy town. Know, yeah. It is crazy town. People the can't fa- merge. The fact that merging is not included on the driver's I test agree, 100%. means that the driver's test yeah. does not. Because you know why? Merging requires people to surrender yes. themselves. And you have you to be yield. A- yes. You voluntarily yes. yield yourself. And you have to be able to be moving your car ahead while oh. while looking over your shoulder. Yeah. That's right. that's not part of the driver's test. Or I'm just going to, you know, go and then you get out of my way. Wait, get out of wait. You're coming into the fast lane and don't get me started. Oh, it's the worst. It's, uh, 
The oh driver's test, the way it's set up, doesn't make sense. Does I'm, not. Oh, make, thank I've you. convinced you. Yeah, you it have. Does not make Seriously. sense. Seriously, okay, yeah. Does not make sense. Holy mm-hmm. well, mine's kind of tiny by comparison. Oh. This is just an irritant. <laughs> is, it, is it a tawdry irritant? Not really. Okay. No, it's not tawdry. The dongle. <laughs> the dongle. Okay, I bought a phone, and I can't plug anything into of it. Of course not. Now I need a dongle, but, but the what problem is the dongle. I lost it. Oh well. When now you, I can't. Well, when you lose your dongle. So now I can't plug headphones in unless I have like you know my high-priced headphones, or I can't plug in to listen to my music on a larger speaker. The dongle is that a rip? You need to keep track of your dongle. The dongle. Now I had to go and buy a dongle. Did today. you? Really? Yeah. I had to go to Amazon and buy. And someone said to me, well, you know, the ones you get from Amazon, you know, you need to buy the Apple dongle. Now I'm like, you know, paying for something and then I got to pay again. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. How about taking the driver test and running over the dongle? That should be a <laughs> I think that would, part of the mix. I think that would be fine. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I mean, we know that every accoutrement for technology is a ripoff. Yeah. That they're absolutely fabricated so that you have to buy the external, you know, CD-ROM, or yep. you have to buy the external USB or whatever it is, that does not make sense. The dongle? Tawdry. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. Ahead on Insight for Living. The Bible's message is to lift you out of us and to turn your attention toward the only one who is worthy of ultimate love and adoration. And once that gets in place and begins to take shape, it's amazing what it does to our relationship with others. Join us for Chuck Swindoll's brand new study through the book of Matthew, weekdays on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. I think it's fascinating how resilient French fries are. I hadn't cleaned out my poor car in years, and so I decided to do it from the trunk to under the seats. I found five different types of balls, enough junk to challenge Mary Poppins' magical bag, and a good start at a French fry museum. It's Ryan. And if you tried to turn all the stuff hidden in my car into cash, you'd undoubtedly owe money. But luckily for most of us, it's quite the opposite when it comes to looking inside our homes. Home values have gone fly-a-kite high for many. Meaning, if you look under those seats, there's a good chance you could pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in your home to use for whatever you wanted. And with current mortgage rates being where they are, oftentimes you can lower the years on the overall loan or lower your monthly payment at the same time you're doing a cash-out refinance. If you're curious about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners of South Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my 
fortress, for he will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just the number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Your neighbor. It's easy to be a bad neighbor, isn't it? I'm a bad neighbor. Wait, why, why do you say well, that? Because I'm just not a good neighbor. I mean, it's not like I'm a bad neighbor. Like I, you know, my husband and I fight loudly, or we play music, or we right. slam the door, or yeah. we mow the lawn at 6 a.m. on Saturday. Don't get me started. It's none of those things. I just feel like you don't know your neighbors. Yeah, because I mean, I know, I know our, I know our neighbors, but I don't feel like I know them well, because I don't know the way that current contemporary life is and our work is and everything. I'm just, I don't feel like I'm as you, good of a neighbor as I wish I was. Did you just blame you being a bad neighbor on the internet? <laughs> no, I know. I just meant in general. I mean, I'm a bad neighbor might, because might, of the internet. It might be, but it might be. It might be because I spend too much time on the internet and not enough time with the people who live next door. I mean, put your mouse down and go say hi. Wait, he's 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 a tough customer, Christy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. That's I mean, right. you he's, indicted yourself. Right. I just jumped he's on the train. He's taking us out for lunch tomorrow. It'll I am. Fine. Yeah. Lisa Anderson is with us. Lisa is director of Boundless Young Adults at Focus on the Family. She hosts the Boundless Show. It's a weekly podcast and a radio show. And Lisa, welcome to the show. You are currently being a good neighbor, are you not? Hi. Um, hey, guys. I would like to say I'm an improving neighbor. Okay. So, And to Kathy's defense, maybe Kathy's not a bad neighbor. Kathy, maybe you're just kind of a, a lame neighbor yes. right now. Yes. Okay, I'm lame. <laughs> lame neighbor. Boy, I was tawdry earlier. Now I'm lame. Bring it I'm on. glad I showed up. I could have called in sick. All right, Lisa. Okay, so talk about. Did you think that you were a bad neighbor, and so you decided to change things, or what? How? How? How have you gotten to where you are? Yeah. So part of it was solved by me making a move. So I used to live, um, which is kind of weird. I used to live more in the downtown portion of my town, which you would think is like, oh, okay, urban renewal and people are out and about walking. But I fronted a pretty busy street. So it wasn't like people just strolled by me all the time. So I used that as my excuse to kind of be like, eh, not going to deal with it. And then I had my one neighbor who really was next to me was just kind of like curmudgeonly. And so I just decided I didn't really like him. <laughs> and I, I actually invited him to church one Easter, and he literally told me that he had to fly a kite. Like that was his actual excuse for not going to church with me. Wow. Um, so anyway, I moved locations now. Well, now I'm in this hyper neighborhood where it's kind of like a lot of semi-retired people who are all about like meeting other people. Mm. So now I feel like there's all kinds of opportunity, and it's more a matter of me as a full-time working person, like prioritizing, okay, 
these are a lot of probably lonely people who are trying to reach out, who kind of are being that fakey, fakester neighbor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And how can I make this happen and draw people a little, little deeper? And so I'm having to be intentional about it. Very good. So that's the key word, right? There's an intentionality now when you moved places and you said, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to seek out and be a good neighbor. So um, there's a 96-year-old woman in your neighbor. Uh, who's your neighbor? <laughs> Tell us that story. Yeah, so get this. So I met her, and I actually have a roommate. So my friend and I from church, uh, we are both single. We are housemates. We were out on a nearby trail, and we meet this woman. She was 93 at the time. This was on the 4th of July. She was wearing this star-spangled outfit celebrating the holiday, walking. And then she was kind of like, I introduced myself, and she said, oh, yeah, I'm trying to do this trail, but I think it's getting a little steep. I'm a little nervous. And I said, well, why don't you walk with us? Take my arm. And so we got to know her. Well, long story short, we built a friendship. And she now has kind of become an honorary grandma in the sense of she has two sons, but they're not in our state. And so we've kind of adopted her, and we've become her go-to for errands, for just helping her out with stuff, for having her over, kind of helping break the loneliness, especially during covid And so it's been a real mutual opportunity to have a friend um, in that totally different age and and stage, um, but it's been a real, real blessing. So super cool opportunity there. And, And other neighbors, too, you know, that I've had the chance to meet, whether it's walking to the mailboxes or whether it's. I think the big thing, you guys, um, as far as making this attainable is the fact that none of us have margin in our lives anymore. So we have to create margin because here's the thing, and I can see myself doing this. For example, if I go out to the front of my house to water my flowers, I like say to myself, I've got like 30 seconds to do this and then I need to be on to my next thing. Well, then I see a neighbor and I'm like ducking to try to avoid eye contact so they don't talk to me because I don't want to get caught up in a conversation. That's just like wrong. So (laughs) I've gotten to the point where now I don't go out and water my flowers unless I know I can spend 20 minutes out there in case someone walks by with their dog tries to engage me. I can have a conversation. How was your weekend? And it just is so much more freeing knowing that I've budgeted that time in to make it happen. Oh, that's really interesting. That's That's fascinating. Okay. So when you said that, Lisa, it reminded me a friend of mine. I remember this was like 20 years ago. This is a guy who was super really just outgoing and to go out with my friend, uh, uh, Pat, he would make a point of as he was like out and about to seek people out. It was this intentional thing that he did. So I would spend an afternoon with Pat. I would have more conversations in an afternoon with Pat than I would have in an entire two-week period. That intentionality. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, and there are ways that you can do that. For example, like, you know, we need to start taking life, you know, if we're going to spend time at home, let's take it out maybe onto our front lawns once in a while. So I often tell, like, my friends who have young kids, don't always have your kids play in the backyard. Once in a while, have them play in the front yard. And then you and your husband just sit out there. You know, watch, you never know who will stroll by and be like, oh, your kids are so cute. Or, you know, again, little dogs, the comment on someone's dog and you'll get into a half hour conversation. It's just looking someone in the eye, asking them a great question, showing interest in them. And you never know where the conversation will go. Um, I went just, uh, in fact, just last week, I spoke at a college in Missouri, and my neighbors across the street from me, not even Christians or anything, they, they found out where I was going, and they said, oh, my goodness, we stopped there once, and they have this camp restaurant 
that they have this amazing apple butter and you wouldn't believe it. And I'm like, what? You know, I'd never been there. So I made a point when I went there to speak to buy them a jar of apple butter from this place Mm. and bring it back to them and walk it over and say, I thought of you guys and I wanted to get this to you. They were just floored. They couldn't believe that I'd thought of them. And so it's just a little way of making that happen. Yeah, that's good. Lisa Anderson is with us, director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family. She hosts the Boundless Show, weekly podcast and radio show. Uh, Lisa, the, the reason that I know the people in my neighborhood is because we don't have air conditioning. That's the bottom line. It just is because it's when it's so hot here in Pittsburgh. And believe me when I tell you it is, um, we sit out on our front porch and eat dinner every single night. And so everybody who has a dog or everybody who likes to walk ends up walking by our house. And so that it's so I was thinking about it when you were talking about, you know, play with your kids in the front yard instead of the backyard. Seriously, if I had air conditioning and this is so, so sad, but I probably wouldn't know a single person in my neighborhood. Yeah. No, exactly. And that, you know, and the same thing um, goes to apply with people who are just, you know, finding ways to do so many indoor activities instead of being out, especially during the summer and fall when there's different things going on. So, for example, somehow we're all finding time to, like, binge watch seven new TV series. But yet we can't find time to just say hi to a neighbor or maybe have them over for coffee or do. In fact, I was just talking to neighbors last night and saying, we were talking about asking good questions of one another. And I said, oh, have you ever heard of this game, Loaded Questions? It's my favorite game. And I'll have to maybe have you guys over to do it sometime. And they're like, we would love that. And so now I'm kind of like, okay, I really need to make that happen. And again, it's not too many of us think that to engage neighbors or to have them in our lives, we have to have model homes. We have to have all the conditions have to be perfect. Everything has to be, you know, I have to come up with some culinary masterpiece to invite people into. That is not me. I can't do that. That's not attainable. (laughs) So I need to just lower the bar and care about my neighbors and make it happen on whatever level I can make it happen. Nice. So Lisa, you sort of made a visual for us. You say that we're insiders and necessarily we should be making margins. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and also being in the space that we're in. So for example, too often we're saying, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, whether if we're parents and we're shuttling kids all over the city or we're doing whatever, we're always going places to accomplish something. And as a result, we're in our cars a ton. Well, then the people that are right in our space, whether that is the school districts we move in or the neighborhood that we're in or the gym that we go to, we're just in and out because we're just trying to accomplish it as a task rather than looking at it as an opportunity to be present in a space that we would occupy anyway. And so... For people, you know, another great uh, idea for people who are like, oh, I don't have time. Well, say you want to, you know, you're going to walk or you're going to run anyway. You need to get a workout in. Grab a friend or a neighbor, someone else who would be into walking, someone else who wants to join you. Then you're going to kill two birds, you Mm -hmm. know, and it gives you the opportunity to get your workout in. But do it with someone that you can connect with. And so to be that kind of insider-ish person of the person, you know, God has placed us all in unique spots to be influencers and to have impact on the people around us. But if we're just looking inwardly and we're just, you know, as you guys were saying, we're online or we're doing all these fake stuff on social media and stuff, we're never going to truly get to know people and truly have the opportunity to care for people and serve people when it really matters. Yeah, that's good. Lisa Anderson, Director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family. She also hosts The Boundless Show. It's a weekly podcast and a radio show. Lisa, we always love our conversations. Thanks for joining us.
Absolutely. Great to be here. Yeah, our pleasure. That's good encouragement. It right? is a good encouragement. The margins. I'll be out right? on my porch again tonight like I am every night. too hot. I thought you would get an air conditioning. Well, like in a year, right. maybe. You know, uh, Pittsburgh's the ninth. Oh, sorry. One listener that stands out that I work with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. And, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We. Are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Metro New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org or corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Each year, thousands of women are enslaved and sold like property in the U.S., and Pittsburgh ranks among the top 10 cities for human trafficking. But... That's about to change. Thanks to Refuge for Women, the nation's largest nonprofit faith-based organization of its kind, providing safe housing and specialized long-term care free of charge to women escaping this criminal industry. An expensive undertaking, one that deserves our support. Learn how you can help at refugeforwomen.org slash Pittsburgh. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business. And it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Coming out. So right before we were leaving the air, yeah. you started to say something and then didn't finish. I did. I, what, Do you remember what it was? I did. You were ta- we were talking about uh, air conditioning, and I, I saw that uh, Pennsylvania is the um, ninth worst state for people who don't have air conditioning. Oh, so Do you, know what the number you mean because st- it's so hot? Uh, or do you mean just because numbers of people who don't have who it? Who don't have it. Oh, yeah. so we're not the number our- one state is, which I would never even consider. The number one state where people don't have air conditioning is what? Um, the number one state, Maine. California. 
Exactly. Isn't that weird? I read that today. I'm like, and then I saw really? Pennsylvania. I was like, oh, we're number nine. And then I thought, well, that's me. And right. then I thought, well, that's Cap. Oh, that's no, not Cap. No, it she's, is Cap. I'm, I, I, I'm just, I just had someone come in and give me a price. I haven't purchased anything Trader. yet. Trader. It's done. We're done. <laughs> this friendship is over. How All can right. you leave the hot room? <laughs> All right. Okay, stop, stop talking because we need to express our stop appreciation to talk for National Coffee Day because that's what today is. National Coffee Day. Yes, it is. So I want to know, have you celebrated such a thing, John? I can't believe it. I didn't know it was National Coffee Day. Okay. I did not know this. Yeah. Here's the weird thing. For decades, literally for decades, I've been drinking a cup of coffee a day. A. First one. thing in the morning? Yeah. Today, I kid you not, I've had three. What is What happened? Why? Well, I had that first cup, and mm-hmm. then I was home a little later this morning, and so I had a second cup. And then I came in here, and about like before the show started, I thought, you know, I've got those Kieran cup things. And my wife bought, I thought, I'll have another cup of coffee. And I really enjoyed that as well. My third cup. So are you, do you feel like you've, you're loaded up on caffeine? I'm celebrating in a big way here. Happy National Coffee Day. Christy, coffee lover, how have you celebrated today? Pumpkin spice. I did have a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I went out at lunch and got one. See? Uh-huh. Did you know it was National Coffee Day? I did. Okay. Um, I've had probably about four or five cups today. What? Wait, wait. Five cups of coffee a day? I mean... Is that regular? Yeah. Five cups of coffee. That's a lot. I had two this morning. And my Golden Girls mug. So that's sure. about eight ounces. Mm-hmm. Eight then, ounces. Yeah. So oh, two small. of those is that's 16. Small. I have a Yeti that I had cold brew on my way to work. <laughs> and then I went and got a pumpkin spice latte at lunch. Oh, and my you probably God. have one this evening. Uh, Maybe a decaf. Okay. Do you oh, sense okay. any, do you sense caffeine? No. Not at all? No. Okay. Would you sense it if you stopped drinking it? Probably. Okay. But you've never gotten to that point, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, but no coffee for you. I don't like coffee. I'm surprised by I that. I know. It tastes so good. Yeah, it doesn't taste good to me. Do you drink dark coffee? No. Oh, I like it. The darker, the better. Mm. French roast or, you know, something Okay, now, now keep in mind, if, like, I love coffee ice cream. I love frappuccinos. See, I don't like coffee ice cream. How can you? I don't know. See, if if I could combine milk, sugar, and coffee. Really? With emphasis on the sugar. Then I would drink That's coffee. That's basically all the Starbucks. Time. It is yeah, Starbucks. Right. But can you imagine if I drank that? That I, I mean, I'd lose. I mean, I wouldn't fit in my pants. Do you feel ca- caffeine? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't really notice that. The only thing I feel is when uh, the iced tea at Panera is loaded with caffeine. With caffeine. That's the only place where I. Do, I love tea. It's the only place where I drink tea, and I think, what is happening mm-hmm. in that? Have you ever seen, um, you know, like. Coffee bushes? Yes, in Guatemala. Yeah. Is that where you saw them? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? It is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I wonder, are we killing something, you know, by you know, producing all this coffee? Right? I mean, because people are drinking coffee like, you know, well, it's going a, out of style. I mean, it's a crop. I mean, it can be. I mean, it's just. Well, you think it's, it's like overfishing? I feel like it's just excessive anymore. Wait, but you just, I had, just had three, three cups, cups today. She had four. Five. Five. I think she had five. I thought it was four. Mm-hmm. Well, the 16 ounces, that's, you know. I had two 16 ounces this morning. That's like four. I had one of these. This is a 16 ounce cup. That's like four cups of coffee. Well, that's like four cups of coffee. I feel good about it. So, you wait, know, so, now wide awake. Had, so you actually had five cups hey, instead hey. of three. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Holy yeah. cow. Listen, I would like to celebrate by having coffee ice cream tonight. That would be Not a, that I great. Would, it's the do you like coffee ice cream, Chris? I do. Is it oh I it's, love it's it. amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I well, love it. Ice and cream. if you put just a little drizzle of chocolate sauce on top. Oh my god. All right. Happy National Coffee Day. Happy Was National Starbucks doing anything? Day. Did you like get a discount or nothing? No, Duncan has stuff though. Oh Duncan. Who oh, wants thank a Duncan? You. That's right. That's why I went to Starbucks. Okay. I think a lot of people want a Duncan. Anyway. Don't be so dismissive. Happy National Coffee Day. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.